Thank you so much for hosting me and my family the Shabbos. It was really a wonderful opportunity to be together with you. It was a privilege of a lifetime to be able to spend the Shabbos in this Kehillah and in the home of the Rav and Rebetzin, which is not only such a source of Torah for this community and for the whole world, but such a very special source of Chesed as well. Yashukayach to Rabbi Shik, the president. You know, my grandfather, Mr. Stanley Hirschfang, worked very closely together with uh, Rabavi's father, Marvin Schick, one of the great Askanim of the 20th century. And uh, on behalf of RJJ, it's very heartening to see that Rabavi is continuing the illustrious uh, legacy of his father. So I spoke a little bit about some of our trips uh, over Shabbos. And uh, whenever we go on a trip, we always carry with us a very small Sefer Torah. Very similar to the Sefer Torah they had Mincha time here on Shabbos. And I remember two years ago, it was Parshas Vayichi, it was around this time of the year, and the Balkari had a very difficult time finding the beginning of the Parsha. Because as we know, Parshas Vayichi is a Parsha Susuma. And not only does it not begin on the next line, not only there are no space, you don't even know it's a new Pasuk. And Rashi famously asks, Lama Parsha Zu Susuma. Rashi wants to know, why is this Parsha completely sealed shut? Says Rashi the famous words, that once Yaakov Avinu passed away, listen carefully to the words of Rashi, Nistimu Enehem Belibam Shal Yisrael Bebneisar Sashivat. The eyes and the hearts of the Jewish people were sealed shut, because of the bondage. And we sort of take it for granted. The eyes and the hearts of Claudius were sealed shut. But why does Rashi express it that way? Why does Rashi focus on the eyes and the hearts of the Jewish people? Just say, we were in bondage, we were brutalized, we were beaten, we were crushed. Why the emphasis on the eyes and the heart? And the Rebbe Shalom, I think, sent me a Matana Taiva. We come to Parsha Shemais, and we're all familiar. Vayigdal Moshe, Vayitzay Alecha, Vayar B'Sevloisam. Listen to the words of Rashi. They're treasures, latent in every word of Rashi. It says Rashi, what does it mean? Vayitzay Alecha, Vayar Nasan Einav Veliboy Liois Meitzar Aleihem. Moshe Rabbeinu placed his heart, his eyes. To feel the pain of Kali Yisrael. Oh, Eureka! Now we know why you need eyes. Now we know why you need a heart. You need eyes to be alert to someone else's pain, to someone else's challenge, to someone else's difficulty. You need a heart to be able to feel someone else's pain. And friends, if Kali Yisrael were in Mitzrayim, and it was Nistemu Einehem Belibam, you know what that meant? didn't mean they were in pain themselves. It meant they were so immersed in their own plight, they didn't have the emotional wherewithal to look at another yid and say, you know, what's bothering him? They didn't have the headspace to feel the pain of somebody else. And that's a big problem. Because Rebbe Shalom deals with us, Mida Kenege Mida. So what happens from the Shamayim, if the Rebbe Shalom sees 
that we can't see someone else's pain and we can't feel someone else's pain, then kibiyachal einoi veliboi shalmala is nistamu. And then we're stuck. We're stuck in Mitzrayim. I would think the kavana of Rashi, nistamu einehem beliban shal Yisrael, is that we were so immersed in our own pain, we could not feel and see the pain of somebody else, and then what's Rivan Shalom supposed to do with us? Houston, we've got a problem. Someone has to break the cycle. Who's going to break the cycle? Comes Rabban Moshiach Shal Yisrael. Comes the Raya Mehemna. Comes Moshe Rabbeinu. The Nasan Einov the Levi Leois Meitzar Alehem. Moshe Rabbeinu opens up his eyes. Moshe Rabbeinu opens up his heart. And he's able to see the pain of another Jew. He's able to feel the pain of another Jew. The Rebbein Shalom says, that's the man I've been waiting for. I've been waiting a long time for this. And look at the next Pesukim. Vayar Eloikim Espinei Yisrael Vayeda Eloikim Listen to Arashi. Nasan Eil Alehem Lev Veloi Helem Enav Says Rashi, the Rosh says, Oh, Moshe Rabbeinu, you opened up your eyes, you opened up your heart, Kiviyachal, the Enayim Shalmala are now open, the Lev Shalmala is now open, you've triggered Gulas and Shal Yisra. That was the big turnaround. You know, in, in our generation, there's a very big movement on Shmiras Hoenayim. Closing your eyes. And it's very important. But at the same time, your eyes also have to be wide open. You have to be able to see what's bothering the guy next to me. What's bothering my friend next to me? Can I help him with the shidduch? Can I help him feel more comfortable in the shul? Can I help them acclimate a little bit more? Because when your eyes and your heart are open to your friend, you're not just helping your friend. You're triggering process of Ge'ulasun Shal Yisrael, where Enav the Levi Shalmala is now open wide. You know, it's very interesting, the Shalom Aleichem that the Yibam Shalom gives to Moshe Rabbeinu. In the first conversation with Moshe Rabbeinu, the Yibam Shalom comes along and he appears to Moshe Rabbeinu, Mitoi Chasna. What does Rashi say? Hashem is telecasting the message, Imoya Noichi Bitsara. You know, the Yibam Shalom has many Midois. He's a Racham, he's a Chanon. Why is this the Shalom Aleichem of the Yibam Shalom to Klal Yisrael? Could be the Yibam Shalom is telling Moshe Rabbeinu, this is how you're going to get out of here. This is how you're going to access the Gula. If you could feel the pain of another Yid, if when Achenu B'nai Yisrael are suffering in Eretz Yisrael, at the very least, you could put your eye, you could look, you could try to feel a little bit. It opens up the Shamayim and the Enoi V'libay Shalmala. You know, there's an incredible Balaturim in this week's parsha. Balaturim points out only two times in the whole Tanakh do you have a Pasuk, that begins with the word Uli Yosef. Number one, Uli Yosef Yulad Shnei Banim B'Terem Tavay Shnas Harav. Yosef had two children before the years of famine began. And there's another pasuk at the end of the Torah. Uli Yosef Amar. Maybe we'll have Moshe. Hashem Arzai. 
Mimeget Shamay Meyal Umitahim Rebetzas Tochas. Rashi tells us, Uli Yosef Ein Lacha Bechal Hashvatim Eretz Malaya Tov Ka'artso Shal Yosef. None of the Shvatim had such a lush, fertile land like the land of Yosef HaTzadik. Says the Balaturim, why was Yosef Zoycha to Mevoyreches Hashem Arzai? Says the Balaturim, because of the Yosef Yulad Banim, the Terem Tavayshnasarav. Because Yosef said the world is suffering, mankind is suffering, I'm not going to engage in pleasure now. So therefore he had his children before. Yosef empathized, he sympathized, he had a heart for other people. Says Ribonisham, I'm going to bless you. I like that midah. That's my midah. That's my hallmark characteristic. You're going to win the jackpot. You're going to hit it big. Yosef Amar Hashem Says Mashkiach, Solomon, When I hear this vart, I quiver because it's really it's incredible. Says Ramatasio, and who gives Yosef the bracha? The pasuk says, Uritzain, Shoycheni Shvana Sne. Uritzain Shoycheni Sne. From the goodwill of the one who resides in the thorn bush. Ask the Mashkiach. You know, in Kalakayrakula, never is Ribanisham referred to as the one who resides in the thorn bush. Why is Ribanisham called the Shoycheni why not Uritsoin Shakai, Uritsoin Svakais, or Uritsoin Havaya, Uritsoin Eloikim? The Rebbe Shalom is telling Yosef, you know why you got the bracha? Because of Yosef, you let Shnei Banim, the Terem Tavayish Nasarav. Because you emulated me. You followed my Mida. You learned the lesson. You sympathized with people who are Batsar. And because of Yosef, you let Shnei Banim, the Terem Tavayish Nasarav, Yosef. Was Nisbarich Neretzoin Shoichni Sne who taught Kal Yisrael this lesson. But this is one Madriga. Because we come to the end of Sefer Shemais, and Hashem comes to Moshe Rabbeinu and he charges him with a mission to take Kal Yisrael out of Mitzrayim. And Moshe Rabbeinu defers, he says, What do you want from me? Give it to my brother. Shlach Nabiyat Tishlach. Send the person who you usually send. Rashi says, who does Rebbe Hashem usually send? Rashi says, Aaron HaKoyim. Aaron HaKoyim? When did Hashem ever speak to Aaron HaKoyim? Rashi quotes a Nevuah in the second parak of Yechezkel, where Hashem tells Klal Yisrael, get rid of your Avodah Zarah. Says Rashi, that Nevuah was directed to Aaron HaKoyim. Aaron was already receiving Nevuah. Does anybody know how old Aaron was when he got that nevuah? The Medrash Tanchuma says Aaron received that nevuah 80 years earlier. How old was Aaron 80 years earlier? Aaron was three years old when he received that nevuah. Says the Tanchuma, and after Aaron received the nevuah, he did not stop prophesying for 80 years. And Hashem had never even spoke to Moshe Rabbeinu once. The question is, Aaron received Nevoah 80 years earlier? What did Aaron ever do that he was zoichah to get Nevoah from the time he was three years old? We have no record of anything that Aaron HaKoyin did. So, there's a sefer, Rafduni Batapuchim, from the brother of Asher Areli. 
Rabbi Shloyma Arieli. He wrote the, the blue Rabbi Kiva Egers. He has a Gainistika Sefer. He says, there's one thing we know about Aaron The Pasuk says, Vatiftach Vatireu es Hayeled. Basya comes. She opens up the carriage, the crib, floating on the Nile. Vihine Nar So we would simply read, Vihine Nar The kid was crying. Moshe Rabbeinu was crying. But again, the Balaturim is bothered. Well, first we call him a Yeled. And now he's a Nar? So the Balaturim says, Nar is not Moshe. He even brings Nar Boiche is Gematria Aroin. Aroin was crying. Why was Aaron crying? Aaron was crying because his brother was Batsar. Says Arachaim Kadosh. And how do you read the end of the Pasuk? Ah, oh, Basya says. It's a Yiddish kid. Someone who could cry for their brother's pain. That's a Jewish child. It wasn't Moshe crying. It was Aaron crying. And Mamela Basi said, this must be a Jewish child. It says of Shlem you know why Aaron was Zoichet to Nevoah from the time that he was three years old? Because he saw his brother was Bitsar, and he cried, he shed a tear at the edge of the riverbank. So what position are we in today? The Rav mentioned by Shalashudas that the Mediterranean, according to Rav Yossi, is part of Eretz Yisrael. So here we are in New York. We're on the edge of the river, and we hear what's going on in Eretz Yisrael. Are we going to be at least Vehine Hanar Boicha? Can you imagine what kind of an aliyah we could have if we could have at least shed some tear, at least internally, over what's taking place in Eretz Yisrael? But friends, there's an even higher madrega. Because when Aaron was zoichet to Nebuah at three years old, there was something he wasn't zoichet to. He wasn't zoichet to wear the chayshen. For 80 years, Aaron received Nebuah, but he was not zoichet to the chayshen. When was he Zoichet to the Chayshen? Eighty years later, he meets his dear brother, and Moshe says, Aaron, I have good news for you. I got a promotion. Aaron said, what's the promotion? Moshe says, Rebun Shalom asked me to take Klal Yisrael out of Mitzrayim. And Aaron HaKoyen mustered up the Taras Halev, and he elevated himself, he was able to rejoice over the simcha of his brother. Says It takes 80 years to rise up from the madrega where you could empathize and sympathize and feel someone's pain to rise up to the level to rejoice over somebody's simcha. That's a much higher level. One of my all-time favorite Rabbi Reisman tapes, because I have the tapes though, is the most important part of the Kiddush. Do you remember that, Shir? The most important part of the Kiddush. And it discussed all types of halachic shailas that could arise at a Kiddush. Most notably, what bracha is potato kodo? And I'll tell you, between me and you, one of the reasons I wanted to come for Shabbos is I wanted to try the Rebetzin's uh, famous potato kodo. I heard about it. 
And how am I, I mean, how am I going to get into the house on a Friday? I live in the five towns. Can't just knock on the door an hour before I'm not going to get home in time. So I've been waiting years till Avi would call me and invite me to be scholar in residence to be able to have the potato kugel on Erev Shabbos. Now, a word about the Rebbitzin, if I may. You know, uh, somebody shared with me a very, for me, this is a stirring question that Rav Shimon Schwab once asked. He, he asked, how could a Rav get schar in Olam Haba? He can get schar. For what? For giving shiurim? For teaching Torah? It's public. You get some recognition out of it. You get some covet out of it. You can't really get real schar. So Rav Schwab answered, it's true. You can't get real schar. Because it can't be 100% L'shem Shamayim. But the people who come, the people don't get anything out of it. They don't get recognition. They're doing it L'shem Shamayim. And they get real schar. And the Rav facilitates it. So Mimela, the Rav has a chilek in the schar of the kehila, Rav Schwab said. But I have a little spin on this. My wife likes very much. The Rebetzin doesn't get any recognition. The Rebetzin is behind the scenes. But without the Rebetzin, you can't have a shul. And that's totally L'shem Shemayim. And the Rav has a chilek in that. And that's a tremendous chah. And I also wanted to know what bracha to make on potato gogo. Because I remember from the shir that I think it came out, you actually make a shahako on potato kogo. But that was many, many years ago. I didn't know, you know, things could change. And I was able to confirm that both Rav Pam and Rav Velsky made a shahako on potato kogo. So again, ask, your, ask uh, your local Orthodox rabbi, but that's an important thing that I got out of it. But if you remember that shir, the most important part of the Kiddush, the stipler said, was giving a bracha to the Balei Simcha. That's the most important part of the Kiddush. Because a bracha that a friend gives, the lave, uvenefesh, al tehei berchas hediyot kalabei necha. But if I could be Moisef on Divrei Kachay of the Rav, there's another element of giving a bracha to a Baal Simcha that's the most important part of the Kiddush. Because when you give him a bracha, you're expressing to him that you're happy for him. And when you go to a simcha, probably the most important thing you should do is be happy for the Baal Simcha. That he's marrying off, she's marrying off their son, their daughter, they're making a bar mitzvah. So to come together tonight, at the very least, we look at the person sitting next to us. What can I do for him? Is there a way I could help him? Can I make him feel more comfortable? Can I help them acclimate a little bit more? Can I help them with the zivug? But you know what? If you're sitting next to your friend of many years, and there's zoicha to have a family and children and grandchildren, be happy for them. Be happy that your friend next to you has enoklach and has nachas from his enoklach. And if you do that, it's a very big accomplishment. And you know what? I tell you, I'm very happy for all of you. That you are zoicha to have at the helm of your shul, a rav and a revitzin, who are really great lights for the Jewish people. You should enjoy them. Gesundheit for many happy years. Agatevach.